This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Renee, joined by my co-host, Miss Christine Steimer. Hello. And Miss Brittany Braunbacher. Hello. Welcome, ladies. Happy New Year. Happy freaking New Year. It's weird to be recording this not in the same room. I know. Well, soon, and not next week, but the week after, we will be reunited. We will have Uh, Miss Alexa Ray. Um, is absent because she is still back home in CT, Connecticut, visiting her family and doesn't have the proper recording equipment there. And we said, don't worry, girl. You hang with the fam. She did not make good on sending us a video of her using the Christmas trap door that leads to nowhere. <gasps> I'm very well, disappointed. We've got time. We can text her and be like, girl, get us that video. That's true. I know. Maybe, I, maybe we will. We'll peer pressure her into doing it. Um, <laughs> so, um, we this week are, um, having our first show of 2018, episode 34 of the What's Good Games podcast. Um, very exciting that we're starting a brand new year. Um, we do have some, um, plans in the works. We have a couple ideas for Patreon that we're hopefully going to talk to you guys about soon um, and some ideas for new content, but we're still finalizing those. So we don't have like a big announcement today, but it'll be um, happening hopefully in the next couple of weeks or so. But um, we do have some news. It's a pretty light week. So this section might go by pretty quickly, even though I made the joke that I say that every time that we do a podcast, that it's going to be a short show and then it never is. Nope. But today might be the day. Maybe. We'll see. It might be. I feel like the industry is coming out of hibernation right now, like slowly stretching the frozen limbs. Yeah, everyone's like, wait, what do I do again? (laughs) The bomb cyclone is coming to the, to the East Coast. So everyone truly is frozen. Did you guys hear about this? No. No. About this crazy winter storm that's going to be happening. It should be like the people who live on the East Coast and the Northeast in particular should be in the throes of it by the time this show airs on Friday. Um, but essentially it's, it's like a, a, a giant blizzard. This oh, shit. Welcome to winter. Yeah. Yay. Winter is here. Was it? Was not, it PAX not for East? here in Los Angeles? No. Was it PAX no. East last year that there was that really bad storm on the East Coast? Yes. Yeah. I because that. John Drake injured himself at PAX Mania, 
um, at PAX East and we had planned a trip to go to New York to visit some friends right after PAX. And because of his injury, um, we were really worried about taking the train because he, if you guys, you know, don't follow us on social media, he jumped in excitement at our, uh, apprentice, our butler winning her round, uh, during the, during the competition and he ended up rupturing his Achilles. And which is a crazy injury to get from something so mundane. Let me tell you, explaining <laughs> that to the doctor when we had to go see the orthopedic surgeon who like r- repairs like all kinds of athletes. He was like, "So what were you doing?" And we're like, uh. <laughs> "I jumped in the air." It's a There's long story, doc. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it was um it was really funny. But um we couldn't take the train, and so our good friend Tara Bruno, who supports What's Good Games very graciously uh, drove us back with her to New York and dropped us at our hotel, which was very kind of her. But then we were stuck there because we couldn't get a flight back because John needed to have his surgery. We couldn't fly back to California because all of the flights were completely overbooked because everyone was trying to move. And so they were like, well, the earliest we can get you out of Boston is Thursday. Now, this is the Thursday after PAX. They're like, or you can keep your flight out of New York on Wednesday. And we're like, well, I guess we're driving to New York. So that happened. Yay, anyway, so. that was a tangent. Long story. <laughs> That's a good story. <laughs> it's all good. We need to pad this episode somehow. <laughs> I know, right? Um, before we get to the news, Britt, tell me, what did you do over the holidays? Anything fun and exciting? How's Jason? How's Reb? What did you get for Christmas? Ah, um, I'm trying to think. I feel like that was so long ago, but that was only like, what, last week? Okay, yep. crazy. Um, thankfully, yeah. all of my family is local. So it was just a hop, skip, and a jump, like an hour drive one way to visit Jason's parents and then spend the morning with them on Christmas and then an hour drive back to spend it with my family. Um, Reb got lots of presents. I was telling you ladies before we started recording that he likes to open presents. I, I mean, I don't know if this is something all dogs like to do, but he's kind of obsessed with it. Stein was shaking her head. No, no. none of my dogs would open a present. Okay. So he knows what wrapping paper is. He knows like there's something in the wrapping paper. So he got to open a ton of presents, but it became problematic because my mom's birthday is just a few days after Christmas. And so Reb saw my mom's present on a coffee table and he thought, oh, this must be a present for me. There's probably a big fat ball in there. So I hear like this ripping and this tearing, like this weird sound and like my mom stinks go off. And I'm like, okay, what is my dog getting into this time? And I went in the room and sure shit, he had like torn apart half of her present, not like the present itself, but the wrapping paper was torn off. It was all slobbery and I have a really funny picture of it. I'll have to post on social media. Um, but thankfully the present inside was undamaged, but it was almost, uh, you know, almost a terminated present. Can you imagine the disappointment Reb must have felt when he ripped that open and then it was not it was a, a dog box. treat? <laughs> yeah, it was a box. He's probably like, God damn it, close again. What's this? What is this? <laughs> yeah. But it was really good. That's awesome. It's cute that your dog knows how to open presents. I'm cute. with Summer. I've never seen this phenomenon before. I think that the dogs at my parents' house are too dumb for that. They're just like, is it food? Immediately, yes or no. You went to see your dogs over the holidays, right? I did. Yeah. I went home to Seattle for a little bit. Um, and so I got to see all the poppers. And for those of you who don't know, my parents have two huskies and I have my dog who's mutt. He's maybe got husky in him. I don't know what he is, but, uh, the two huskies really like to howl. They really like to howl 
early in the morning and sometimes just randomly throughout the day. You'll just hear them. We call it going off. <laughs> they're like, oh, the dogs have gone off. Someone's got to go outside and get them. Like, because they're just sitting in the neighborhood going, oh, like, I saw the video no that you posted. Like, what are you? What? Are you, what? Why? Stop. What are you? Do, why? What are you doing? And so I posted a video on uh, Twitter and Instagram where I like, because I don't know if they know what my phone is or like if they think. Like, they don't know what they think it is, but anytime I go out there with my phone and I record them and they see, they stop immediately. But if I had done exactly what I did on that video without my phone in hand, they would not have listened and they would have kept howling until I go up and like touch them. And I like, I'm just always like poke and then like, Oh, (laughs) we were going off. Oh, don't mind us. They're just, they're really doofy dogs. They're very cute, but they're. They're so fluffy. Oh, they yeah. are really fluffy, and I just like just grab them around the middle and just hug them. Yeah, very squishy. How were your They're travels, cute. Andrea? Um, they were good. Uh, so John and I went to Chicago, where his family lives, um, for Christmas to see the Drakes, and it was nice. It was very relaxing. We, of course, have a tradition now. Whenever we land in Chicago, we always immediately before going to John's parents' house go to Portillo's, which is a big Chicago native thing. A lot of people that are from Chicago or live in the Chicago area have a big thing about um, Portillo's, which is an Italian kind of fast food deli style restaurant. Uh, it's it's not good. really fast food, but um, their kind of claim to fame is like their Italian beef sandwiches and their hot dogs. And I mean, they're really good. I mean, the first time I had it, I was like, I didn't understand what the hype was about, which is blasphemous <laughs> for me to say almost. Um, but the more that I go back and eat them, it kind of becomes like this comfort food. But we all have that like one place, you know, in our hometown that it doesn't matter if it's not like the best food on the planet. It's like the best to you for a specific reason, you know, and um, there's this one Chinese place in my hometown in Fargo that my mom and I always used to go to that, um, that kind of feels the same that I think Portillo's is for John, but now Portillo's ships nationwide. So yeah, um, those, those hot dogs, they ship pretty well. I gotta say they do. You know, what is really difficult to make though? Uh, the, the Italian beef is really difficult to make from the frozen packages because you have to fluff the beef. <laughs> what? That's a weird thing to say. Yeah, so like they have this, this whole This is a process. family-friendly show, Andrea. Hey, listen, it's I'm on just their kidding, packaging, okay? Um, essentially, the, the it's very thinly sliced roast beef, and it comes in this package frozen, so you have to let it thaw completely. Even if it's a little bit frozen in the middle, like you're going to mess it up. And then you have to very carefully like peel these very thin layers of beef off, and then you have to kind of like fluff them up as you go, and then you dip them in this gravy that you make on the on the pan also never ever look at the nutritional information oh no 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 <laughs> you don't do that when you go to portillo oh my gosh that's enough to make you cry um <laughs> so <laughs> anyway it's um um uh, it's become a tradition it was fun and we um we stayed at home we um gifted john's brother um we gave him a, a playstation for christmas Ooh. you know gotta keep it in the family um so that was fun and we played Jackbox party pack with all our cousins and the aunts and stuff that came over. And at first, um, 
you know, John's mom was like, I don't know what this game is. I've never played a game. But then she got into it right away because the Jackbox games are super easy to pick up. And it made me think that we should play one on our next um, Patreon stream because then people at home can join in on the internet. Yeah. Ooh. So, no, I like be that fun. because I thought so funny when we were playing on our last Patreon stream and it was that whatever monster dating thing. Oh my god. I had thought monster we were going to be monster. playing Jackbox. What were we actually playing? I forgot. It, that was part of Jackbox. Was it? Yeah, Jackbox Party Pack 4. It was not the one I I was normally I was used to, No, maybe it's not Jackbox then. I don't yeah, know. There's no, another one that I usually of, do that has drawful in it. Wait, you, has what in it? Has drawful? Um, you don't do you know what drawful is no it's similar it's like um you use your phone as well and you have to it gives you a prompt and you have to like draw something but it's really bad (laughs) because it's on your phone and you only have two colors to use and you can't erase anything that you draw which i ran into as a problem several times oh drawful too is part of the jackbox party pack yes Mm. okay so i think i thought that that was in there and we were gonna play that but oh drawful was included in the original jackbox party pack back in 2014 gotcha old school so yes old school yeah. Kicking it old school. So, mm-hmm. um, so that was my holiday. Just kind of chilling, hanging out. Um, now that you said that, I like want a chili cheese dog from Portillo's. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I could technically go get one because they have one in Buena Park. Yeah. And Buena Park's not that far. It's only like 30, 45 minutes outside of. I feel so deprived. We'll, we'll let you experience it. We should have gone during PSX because Buena Park is super close to Anaheim. Yes, but, we should have. Um, we can rectify this eventually. We'll get some portillos sent to the house. We'll make it happen. I'm not fluffing the beef as long as you do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll just get no beef Who fluffing. Knows? Fluffing the beef is a tasking process. Okay. okay. Take the, the hot dogs. Are be easy. very you gentle. Just boil them. <laughs> okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for humoring us <laughs> while we were catching up. <laughs> Hopefully you guys did some nice uh relaxing or family times or um movie watching or game playing over the holidays as well and you got some some time off. I know a lot of our friends that work in retail were very busy all through that season. So a big shout out to everybody who had to work while the rest of us were relaxing. You're the true heroes, the unsung heroes of the holiday. Um but this week we want to talk about some news. And the big news of the week, which is kind of sad because I don't think a lot of people actually care about this news. And it's that the Connect is officially dead. Rip RIP. Yes, rip. According to Polygon, um, I don't know where that sound came from. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know either. It's a mystery. It's It's our guest. Our podcast Um, guest. Let me, I lost my train of thought. Uh, the According Connect. to Polygon, the Connect is Microsoft dead. has ended production of the Connect adapter, the USB accessory that is required to connect the Xbox One sensor to an Xbox One S, Xbox One X, or Windows device. The company confirmed to Polygon this week. After careful consideration, we decided to stop manufacturing the Xbox Connect Xbox Connect adapter to focus attention on launching new, higher fan-requested gaming accessories across Xbox One and Windows 10, a Microsoft spokesperson said in a statement. As for any plans to bring back the item in the future, the representative declined to discuss Microsoft's product roadmap, but said the adapter will no longer be available. 
This appears to mark the end of support for Kinect on Xbox One. <laughs> the writing was on the wall in 2016 when Microsoft launched the Xbox One S without the prop, without the proprietary port necessary to hook up the Kinect directly to the console. The voice-enabled camera peripheral can be plugged into a USB port on a PC, Xbox One S, or Xbox One X, but only via the Kinect adapter. It's important to note that voice navigation and Cortana functionality do not require Connect, except for Hey Cortana, Xbox On. All commands will work with a simple headset microphone. A Microsoft rep noted to Polygon that the company added support for USB webcams to the Xbox One last October, enabling those cameras to be used for features such as Mixer, live streaming, and Skype video chat. So that was a really big selling point for the Connect uh, when the Xbox One launched, was that you could live stream directly from your Xbox One using the Connect camera, both for video and for audio, and then, of course, using it for Skype calling. I used it for Skype calling um, with the Xbox One, you know, first edition when it came out. And there were a lot of fun games that also utilized Connect, And it was really kind of a little shocking to me how quickly they pivoted from wanting the Connect to be packed in. Remember, like you could not buy an Xbox One without Connect. Yep. To saying, okay, we're going to sell it separately to having the Xbox One S not even have the port. I think that's when the writing was really on the wall for Connect. But crazy to think of how much money they dumped into research and development on this piece of hardware that's now gone. <laughs> It's I just feel bad for all those poor little connectimals that are still alive out there <laughs> that will never be played with again. It was weird for me reading this news because I was one of those. My very first blog post was partially about Project Natal at the time. Did you guys call oh, it Natal yeah. or Natal? Some people called I it said Natal. Natal. And it drove me crazy. Okay, yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> like neonatal I- surgery? When I read this news, it like it was kind of like a weird reflective moment because, like I said, the first blog post I ever wrote was about it was partially about Natal, and I was one of those people who took like my morning off of work so I could like pick up a, a Connect when they first came out, and I loved it for Dance Central because I thought it was like a gateway to like virtual and augmented reality. So I was really excited about it. Um, so for shits, I was like, okay, I'm feeling a little reflective. So I looked at the. Um, uh, Project Natal announcement trailer at e- from E3 2009. And I was like, holy crap. That's good for some shits and giggles if you're feeling like you want some shits and giggles. Like, just watch was that, that one, video. Did, was Milo part of that? I, yeah, I think my, I think they released... I watched a couple of videos. The first one I watched was when it showed, like, the young guy walking into the room and he, like, gets in a kung fu fight with someone who's like, oh, Ian, you're back today. And he, like, assumes the stance. Oh, for the for, like, the exercise... Yeah, um, and yeah. then it showed, like, the driving demo, and then, you know, where, like, the girl was driving, and then she pulled over in the pit stop, and then dad, like, got jumped up and, like, pretended to, like, fill up her t- her tank with gas. And then it's the Milo demo I watched as well, where she's, like, running her hand along the water, and it was just crazy. Cuckoo bananas. Bullshit demo. Alexa, I would Bullshit say. demo. <laughs> <laughs> Cuckoo bananas. Yeah. It was, I remember, um, I can't remember if it was connector. I think it was. So like, I remember going to that E3 conference when they made you like walk through a living room. Like they would, they would, it was really fucking weird. What? So you would go into the thing, but you would only go in through in small groups because you had to walk through a staged living room with a family of actors in it. 
and then crawl through the television space where there should be a television. That was like how you entered the area to go sit down before the conference. And it was really strange. And that was also the year where they suspended um, the family on the couch like above the audience. And I just sat there thinking, like, how much insurance do you have to have to suspend a family of people? There was like a little boy up there. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, what sort of what? How he was really high up? Like, you would die. Mind, kids. Can I was. Be that, that's what went too. through my mind. Was what the? How did you? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. How did you? Why? Yeah, and then they made us wear like the shoulder pad things on the floor, and then they lit them up at some point. We were like part of the show, and we were like, "What?" Man, that on? was that was my, the last E three conference I did not go to. Like that was the first one. What I'm trying to say, I went to the next one and all the years after, so that was like the one I missed. So, but gotcha. sounds like it, it was quite batshit yes. crazy yeah. bananas because <laughs> yeah. also they had weird. Um, Cirque du Soleil people on the floor with us that were coming up really close to like the, like, and I was like, I'm scared. (laughs) No, it's just strange because I mean, if you think it like for me, I I feel like that was just yesterday almost like the time has just flown so fast. And so like, there was this huge deal, like technology and its advancement and blah, blah, blah. And now it's dead and it's like, damn. Yeah. Somber feeling, but you know, it's 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 not surprising. No, I don't think it's surprising at all, but it is sort of like, Oh, like I, I never liked Connect. I'm not gonna lie because yeah. <laughs> I don't really like any of the games for it. But you know, I it, is, it does. Control. I do have memories attached to like the conferences and all yeah. those things. So it's now kind it's of dead. Like, oh. Rip in yeah. peace, warm fodder. Yeah, I think the Rip only peace game doesn't make any that, sense. I know that's why I say it. Okay, it's like saying pin number, right? True. Yeah, or ATM machine. Um, Andrea, did you play anything with the Connect? Yeah, I definitely did. Um, Connect Sports, terrible. Um, I did really like, um, Zoo Tycoon, but a game that a lot of people forget about that John worked on and a lot of other people did was Dance Central. Oh, that was and my Dance game. Dance Central 2 and Dance Child Central Child of Eden. I learned Soldier Boy Dance that way. Wait, no, not Child of, yeah, was that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Then I got freaked out. I was like, no, not, I was thinking Child of Light and then they got them mixed up and that was, and then there's also, um, Fantasia, which, um, I think had a really amazing concept that would just went over everybody's head. Which, which is one? Sad. Fantasia Music of All. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there were, you know, several other games that really utilized Connect that mm-hmm. I think just didn't quite hit because, um, I think some people had trouble getting it to track. I did like using it for fitness. Um, Xbox Fitness when that came out, um, when Xbox One launched and you know, you got a free membership to Xbox Fitness for the first however many months or whatever. Mm-hmm. I used a lot of that. Obviously not super accurate for reps, especially if you're like doing thing groundwork, if you're doing like push-ups and then you're doing jumping jacks and you're like moving around a lot. The camera kind of had trouble keeping track of where you were, but I thought the, I thought the promise of what connect was was really exciting and really cool and i think the execution just wasn't quite there right um which was unfortunate because i thought it was a really cool piece of technology but now we'll never know now everything's virtual reality everyone wants to put a headset on their head instead nope nobody wants that (laughs) (laughs) well i mean playstation announced that over two million psvrs have been sold so that's not very many 
I'm just yeah. I mean, it's more than any other. It's more than any other piece of hardware that is in VR. I'm teasing you. You know, it, it's funny you mentioned VR. Are Ever since know? we were at PSX and we did um, Firewall, the, uh, the shooter VR demo, yeah. I've, I've been itching to get back into VR, and that's kind of like one of my goals for this month is to like get back into it. I miss it. I really do enjoy. I'm it. curious what what about that experience made you go? I really want to put more things on my head and dance around. <laughs> Well, who doesn't? Uh, I think it's just like the level of immersion I get from VR. I get a lot of pleasure from it. And I know like some people like you, Sam, or you hate the whole thing about VR. But for me, it's like a new level. And especially it's been a while since I've played VR. So I'm looking forward just- to some of the new horror experiences that are out there. Like that's what I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> I, I think the fact I think you get more use out of it because you are interested in things like horror, which I do think makes a lot of sense with VR, like especially with the audio and everything like that makes sense to me. Um, but for the game we played, it was, I think Andrea said this, like, why would I not just go play Rainbow Six, which is like a little better. And so that, I think that's my point with a lot of, um, yeah, a lot better. That's my point with most VR things. It's like, okay, it's not that good in comparison to a game that's not VR. Like there's usually a counterpart to it somewhere that I can oh, get just yeah. as much pleasure for. No, no, for. for sure. I mean, even one could argue, like, the horror experiences that are in VR, I mean, the only one I'm thinking that, like, doesn't go with this argument is Resident Evil 7. They're not nearly as good as, like, your full-fledged console, like, non-VR games. But I think it's more of the immersion that, and the ability to look around, whether it's horror or anything, fantasy or anything, to me, I'm like, that turns my crank. So we'll see. <laughs> I'll be curious to see how I, like, feel about it after it's been, like, probably, like, six months to a year. Yeah, I definitely would be interested in trying trying more. Um, we'll have to figure out a way. Maybe we can do some kind of a let's play or something, Brett. Next time you're in town, we yeah. do have an Oculus here, just like sitting in the closet, like the, no joke, just like in the box in the closet. Oh my gosh! No, I like could, yeah. I like rem- reminded myself that it was there when I was like looking for something, and I was like, oh yeah. The Oculus is here. Well, don't you have every every VR set headset? Um, well, we do have the uh, the Vive, but it's um it's at John's office. So because no, Brit- have, like, Brittany has all of them. I think Brittany, you have them all. Yeah, I do. Right? Yeah, and I have Andrew's seen. I have like a really because my goal was to do like some let's plays with VR. I have like green screens like on my back wall. I have it behind me. Um, I just have to get back into it. It's kind of a hassle. And that's one of the things that t- kind of turns me off about getting started again. It's like, okay, is everything plugged in? Does the computer, like how many updates do I need to do? I know you have to do both consoles as well, but it's, you know, just not as simple as turning on a button. But it's my goal, ladies and gentlemen. Hold me to it. All right. It's her resolution, if you will, to I play will. more VR. Um, Next story is uh one I almost didn't put on here because we talked a lot about this game breaking its own records and its own milestones, but um, I felt it necessary to mention that Player Unknown's Battlegrounds has passed 3 million concurrent users on PC. On December 30th, the Hunger Games-like shooter passed 3 million concurrent players on Steam. That's 2 million up, uh, up from 2 million at the start of October and 1 million in September. That's crazy growth. I know, isn't it? Like, I did the story in April about how they crossed 1 million copies sold, and now here they are with 3 million concurrent players. Player unknown himself, Brendan Green, has said that he thinks the game could reach 100 million total players, not concurrent, 
to achieve League of Legends-like success. Three, 3 million is more than four times the number of the second most popular game on Steam, Dota 2, which had around 700,000 concurrent users on December 30th. So this is really impressive. I think that PUBG's popularity has continued to grow, unlike League and Dota, because the game is easy to play. Hard to master, easy to play. Right. Anybody can jump in as long as you have basic, you know, third-person camera control experience. You don't really know have to know how to do much. You don't even really have to know how to shoot very well to have fun in PUBG. You can just kind of run around and hide and use melee weapons if you want to or squat up with people who are good shooters. Or you can camp um, in a bathtub and somehow win. Remember that story? Yes, I do <laughs> yes. remember that. Or that. Um, <laughs> and I think it's been really interesting seeing it be popular. It's really unfortunate what's happened with their Xbox One launch because I was really anticipating crazy successful numbers from, from the Xbox One launch, but the game is just, I mean, it was, it's kind of broken and janky on PC, but it's, it's at least playable and obviously lots of people are playing, but I've heard nothing but but gripes from people playing on on Xbox One, and I I have a, a code and I haven't really sunk enough time into it yet. But I definitely want to give it a go and see what what's what's happening with PUBG. I mean, I played one match, killed two people, which was exciting. Yeah, girl. Um, <laughs> but I I finished like 18th or something. That's um, not bad. No, yeah, remember bad when we tried playing go. Fortnite Battle Royale and we sucked? Hey, <laughs> yeah. you weren't yes. that bad. I watched that. Well, uh, we. Well, you need at least a couple of rounds to kind of get your bearings on what what you're trying yes. to do, where the things are on the map and how the guns work and what the kind of overall strategy is. But it's interesting seeing those two games kind of go head-to-head against each other. Obviously, Fortnite's Battle Royale, free-to-play, versus PUBG's $29.99 to play price point. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Epic Games and Tencent are going to monetize <laughs> Battle Royale. And how, you know, when they're going to really kind of start making profits. Cause I would imagine that they want to start adding in more ways to buy things in that game. Cause there aren't a lot of things to buy currently. I think Fortnite crazy. currently has them beat like on monetization strategy already. Yeah, but cause I mean, they just they have, might have they them at least have cosmetic games. items, whereas PUBG doesn't even really have almost anything. Well, but, but they don't need that because it's $30 to get in, right? Yeah, but they would still, they would make more. Like, oh, true. Yeah. 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 I'm just saying you could make even more money. You're just leaving it on the table for some reason. <laughs> See, this is what <laughs> happens with microtransactions. Somebody at the table is like, but we could be making more guys. That's it's me. Know. I'm that person. Steimer <laughs> <laughs> is the secret person in all of these meetings being like, but guys, what if we charged for this? I like, and I want to Scrooge McDuck one day. Okay. That's my goal in life. <laughs> just don't jump into a pile of gold. You'll die. It will not feel good. Um, <laughs> there's I, a place I, in LA called the happy place and they have a, a pit of gold foam coins that you can oh jump God. into. Why I'm very have we not to gone go. here? I want to go to the happy place. I come Me too. <laughs> I, I want to come. Uh, but no, it's funny because a friend of mine got a copy of, um, PUBG for Christmas or some, somehow he learned of it. I don't know. But he texted me and he's like, have you heard of this game called public, pu- whatever it's called. All I know is PUBG. Player, Player unknown, unknown Battlegrounds. Battle I always want to say like public unknown battlegrounds, but I know that's not it. Um, and I'm like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, it's really buggy. And I think the word he used was also janky. He's like, but it's so much fun. He's like, I can't stop playing. And I'm like, well, there you go. Doesn't matter. 
I think uh, janky is the perfect word for that game. Yeah, yeah. I read a art, an interview with the CEO of PUBG Corp, uh, CH Kim, and this came out yesterday, and he said he'd like to see PUBG to become a universal media franchise based on the game. We want to take part in diverse industries, including esports, movies, drama, cartoons, animation, and more. In fact, we've received a couple of love calls from a number of developers in Hollywood and Netflix. Our dream is to build a new game-based culture through various ways like this and have the lead of that culture. And that's the story published on Destructoid yesterday. The second but, love but calls. Pub, pub, I know. I, first off, love calls is an amazing term. <laughs> Anytime either of you call me, I'm going to call it a love call. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. But, but also, like, what? Like, PUBG is a fun game, but it's by no means an interesting world or has any characters or because, because they ripped the idea from Battle Royale. Like, I they mean, ripped like, the this idea, idea from, yeah, from every. Yeah, exactly. Has like, been done. What? I mean, look at the Hunger Games. You're not going to do the Hunger Games better than the Hunger Games. Good luck. Yeah, yeah that's really weird. <laughs> I just thought and that was really of, interesting. Sort of an arrogant statement. <laughs> well, listen, I don't think it's. I don't necessarily think that it's arrogant i think that it's um opportunistic and mm. um optimistic <laughs> and op- uh, an optimistic opportunist um i clearly the, you know like when you get the momentum that PUBG has oh yeah every executive attached to a project like that gets the cha-ching dollar signs in their eyes right like they're like how can we make this gigantic right like how can we make this minecraft you know it's like I'm essentially like what they're thinking like how can we make this like a billion dollar brand right so but it's tricky because minecraft can be marketed to family-friendly audiences right so i'm like thinking how do you make a child-friendly cartoon about PUBG? well not only that minecraft has an interesting or a, a, rather like a unique element to it, which is the art style. Like that is the, vi- you can visually look and identify Minecraft things a million miles away. Whereas PUBG is like, it looks like literally every other shooter. Yeah. And, but- or like just brown, you know, like, or like, you know, it's like, what, like there's, there's no real style to it that right. would, you'd be able to identify in any way, shape or form without the name PUBG slapped on it somewhere. Yeah. We'll have to see. We've been surprised before, ladies and gentlemen. That we have. <laughs> it's it's true. Um, it continues to just outdo itself. So it'll be interesting to see what other records it will break in 2018. But um, that's going to do it for the news for this week. Like we mentioned, it's pretty slim pickings because everyone's still coming back from break. A lot of people still on vacation, like our own A-Ray. Um, but uh, we will have um, some interesting things to talk about from what we played over the last couple of weeks coming up in the next segment. So stick with us, everybody. We will be right back. So what's great about the end of the year is that most of us have some time off and some of us are trying to escape family. So a good way to do that, video games. Yeah. Um, so we get to play things and I decided to bring um, not only my PS4 
home for the holidays, but I also brought my Nintendo Switch, which I'm sure a lot of you did. And Steimer, you mm-hmm. just let us know that you were playing your Switch this holiday. You have been playing a Mario plus Rabbids Kingdoms battle. I did. And I showed so? my dad because he likes XCOM. And I was like, Dad, look at this game. It's like XCOM, but cute. <laughs> he was <laughs> like, awesome. He was like, uh, cool. He's like, sure, right, honey. Sure, so sure, he sure. wasn't like super into it. I mean, he was like, he feigned some sort of interest. But yeah, I don't, I don't think he really cares. He's much more of a, I mean, he's a military man. So <laughs> he doesn't care quite so much about the cute little Nintendo. rabbits and yeah, Mario bouncing around. Um, but I played a little bit of that. I played almost through the entirety of World 2 now. Um, cause I'd put it, I always like put it down for a long periods of time and then pick it back up. But I, uh, am pleasantly surprised again by how charm, I think that game is more charming than Super Mario Odyssey. Just gonna say. I think okay. that it's got a lot of quirk to it. It's got, it's, it's interesting. Maybe it's just it. because it's different. I don't know, but I do find it much more refreshing and like interesting to play well i feel like the characters in mario plus rabbit's kingdom battle like have personality and not to say that like characters in the mario franchise don't because obviously it's a crossover but i think that you know having them having the rabbits even have guttural sounds even though they're speaking gibberish the fact that they're trying to communicate feels more like relatable and more immersive than the constant text on screen that you get in the Mario universe. The idea that very few characters are voiced in Mario or even have sounds that they make at all um, is kind of has always made them feel a little bit like aloof in some ways. And that's what I love about the rabbits is I feel like they're like, they have these little personalities and they're really fun to watch and they're kind of off the wall and zany and they have a very specific you know, style to them. And I think that brought a lot to that franchise and that mashup. 100% agree. And yeah, it's sort of like they're speaking Simlish and it's like, they're not really saying anything, but you understand. (laughs) You can get exactly the inflection. Yeah. And all Peach ever says is Mario. Yeah. Does she say like, no too, or the, like the two words she knows is no and Mario. (laughs) No. Exactly. That's exactly how she sounds. <laughs> I mean, I love her to death. I have like three different peaches on set right now. But um, um she just needs like a new vocabulary. That's all. Yeah, I really, exactly. I really liked Mario Rabbids, but it just didn't hold my attention. I think because it's just a pure, it's pure strategy, right? For the most part. Yeah. Um, and when I play a game like that, I'm so reminded of one of my favorite games ever, which is Super Mario RPG. And so it's like, I go into Mario Rabbids, like, oh, because I agree, Simon, it is really charming. It's like, oh, it's so cute and so charming. And I love all the environments and the little, like, bouncing, like, whatever nature items, flowers, bushes, whatever the fuck they are. Uh, it's <laughs> like, I just want this to be like a Mario game, like an RPG. But there's no story. And then I'm like, I just can't keep doing it. I kept playing it because it was charming. If it wasn't a Mario and it wasn't a Rabbids game, I, it wouldn't have held my interest as long as it did. Did you try? I mean, I have actually not tried this mode because I, I don't. I didn't want to touch it. I don't know. I was scared to touch the button. But there's like the, it's got super easy mode or something like as an option down below mm-hmm. before you go into a battle. Have you done that? I don't know. I don't know what mode I played on. I'd have to go back and find out. I'm not sure. It's not like, uh, cause there's, I don't think there's really a difficulty option. Maybe there is. I don't know. I play it, I play it straight and narrow, right? Always yeah, on normal. Girl. But, um, 
but there's always a button before every a, a, a prompt before every battle and it's like easy something and i'm like what i don't I just think it's just offering you an easier way to play maybe but i've never actually clicked that button so i don't really know what it does yeah i wouldn't say it was so much the difficulty that turned me off it was just more like it was so charming and i just wanted like some cute character interaction and like lots of story and i know that's not this game i get it mm. but so i just fizzled a little bit but i'm happy you're enjoying it yeah yeah fun times we're had by all i'm happy when you enjoy things Simon. it makes me feel good <laughs> i enjoy things <laughs> what are you talking about Who would have thunk? <laughs> when you're happy i'm um, happy that's all i'm saying okay yeah, so, Brittany, um, you played quite a few things over the holiday break, and I don't know even where to begin here, so I'm going to let you pick what you would like to talk about. Okay. I want us to hear about episode Ignis because Alexa was freaking out about it so much. Yeah, I can keep everything super duper brief. Okay, so I finished Human Fall Flat. I played that cooperatively on Nintendo Switch. It is out on PC, Xbox One, PS4. Uh, if you're looking for a super... You can play it single player, but I would highly recommend you play it co-op. It's the game that I think has made Jason and I laugh the most. The physics, the ragdoll physics are just hilarious. And the puzzles actually get a little intricate. And it's surprisingly difficult in some certain parts. But it's also really, really, really fun. So you should play that. Um, I played episode Ignis. And I did the Assassin's Festival in Final Fantasy XV. And I am all aboard that Final Fantasy XV train again. Choo-choo. Like, I am all about... I am so absorbed in this. I forgot how good this game is. It has its flaws, but it's really good. Um, so yeah, I kinda, I don't want to rehash everything that Alexa talked about. But yeah, like, but everything she said about episode Ignis is completely on track. Um, you make certain decisions in the game and you see an alternate ending. And I ugly sobbed the first time I played Final Fantasy XV, and I ugly sobbed again when I played this DLC because it's so heart-wrenching. And there really is a beautiful, tragic story within Final Fantasy XV. And I think some of the of Square Enix's downfall is the way that the, ga- the game was marketed. Um, a lot of people have reached out to us via email, Facebook message, Twitter, that like, said, like, hey, like Final Fantasy XV looks, you know... I hear you guys talk about it, but I'm expecting a bunch of angsty, dramatic teenage bullshit. Dude like, bros. Yeah, dude, dude bros. Dude bro simulator. And it's like, you know, and they, a lot of people have said that's the way that they've seen it. And I don't remember the marketing specifically, but what I've been told from these people is that, like, it's because of the marketing that they haven't pulled the trigger. And it's because of the trailers that were shown that they haven't pulled the trigger. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so if you're one of those people, I would say, like, there's a very, like, mature, like, you know, it is a JRPG, but it's a very mature, tragic, but beautiful story within Final Fantasy XV. So if that intrigues you at all, play it. Assassin's Festival, um, I learned that, you know, once again, I'm not good at the Assassin's Creed games because I got busted. Every time I would walk by someone, I would breathe. They'd be like, oh, my God, chase her. Hey, it's would, you. We recognize yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, so I'd be jumping in garbage bins and in haystacks, and they would still find me, and it was just a hot mess. But I played it, and it was really cute. Again, if you're a fan, I would suggest you do it. Um the quirkiest game I played over the break was Mom Hid My Game on Nintendo Switch. You remember hearing about that one? No. It, it was uh-uh. it was revealed during not revealed. It's been out on a different platform, but it was shown off during a Nintendo Direct. Um, I think it was when I was way on my wedding or something. I think you ladies talked. You may have talked about it, but it's the one where you have <laughs> Wait, to. Wait, did you the- watch a Nintendo Direct while you were getting married? No, no, no. It was when I came back. <laughs> oh. I was catching up, doing my job. But it's the game where it's like you have a static screen or sometimes two and there's like a 3DS that's hidden. It looks like a 3DS. I'm not sure technically what it is. And you have to like point and click and try to find like where your mom hid your game. It's $5. So it's a hidden object game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really, really okay. quirky and the music's funny and like the mom is constantly like hiding behind somewhere and you can't let her catch you. Um, I would recommend that as well. It's $5 and it entertained me for several days. 
Steimer, don't don't get hit by your microphone. Oof, I'm calling you out. Was, my depth perception is off. <laughs> Didn't think it was so close. Um, what else did I play? Okay, I finally got to the Resident Evil 7 DLCs. Uh, so Not a Hero, which is the free DLC, and both of these take place after the Resident Evil 7 story. Not a Hero DLC follows, uh, the main character you, you meet at the end of Resident Evil 7. If you don't know who I'm talking about yet, I'm extremely surprised by that. Um, you get a little information on Umbrella Corporation and where they're at and why some of the things that happened that they did. End of Zoe follows after Not a Hero. Again, you kind of learn some fates of some very important characters of Resident Evil. Absolutely worth it if you're a fan of the story, I would say. And Resident Evil lore, like, you should play this just to kind of learn, like, what happened to some characters. End of Zoe DLC, you play as a member of the family who punches all of the enemies the entire game. Like, you punch that the enemies. That sounds fun. It is. And it's weird because, like, t- it, the tone of it is silly because, it's like, you're this dude punching, like, these epic, like, creatures called the Molded in the Mouth, but you're not hurt by it. But, like, the tone of Resident Evil 7 is so serious, but this is so, like silly so goofy it's so goofy um okay and the last thing i'll talk about that i played is salt and sanctuary and i know this game has been out a bit but i have been playing this game cooperatively with jason and it is incredibly fun i i don't know a lot about the studio i think it's ska studios andrew do you know about the studio more than i do um so i got to actually talk to these guys okay it was like two years ago, I think it was. Very small team. Um, the game itself, you know, has been out for a while now, but, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people, you know, like a lot of games, you just lose track of time. You don't get to it. So, um, very cool. But, um, let me, um, it's been a while since I spoke to them. Let me just look up really quick. I don't know if it's just a husband and wife team, but that's the impression I got. I don't know if it was only two people, but. Um, anywho, yeah, it's kind of like people describe it as like a Demon Souls platformer 2D game. It's, there's a lot of RPG elements to it. Um, it's very, very fun, very entertaining, not an easy game. Uh, I would highly recommend that game too. <sighs> um, yeah, it is, uh, James Silva and <gasps> Michelle Silva. Damn. They are a team. That's incredible. Cause that game um, is James so good. calls himself the lead dishwasher. I was about to say, his name sounds really familiar. I know he's done other games before. Yeah. It, so, yeah. Didn't they do Dishwasher Vampire Smile? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes. I'm sure they did. Yes, yes. I so, really Brittany, like, you I had really quite liked that a, game. quite a holiday. I did. It felt so good. I was like, oh, video games. I forgot how much I loved you. <laughs> I haven't been able to play them in a while. Well, that's great. I'm glad yeah. that you got a chance to catch up. I was really looking forward to um, playing a bunch of different types of games over the holiday i was like i'm gonna finish hellblade i'm going to do <laughs> some more um indies i was like i'm gonna play night in the woods i had like a, i had like a whole list of but. stuff i was gonna play and then i played paragon <laughs> girl every week i think I i'm know. done playing paragon i think uh, i'm done playing i Destiny. know i have a problem you guys i love um, it so before before I talk about Paragon, I did finish Super Mario Odyssey finally. Um, got to the end of that game and then went beyond and collected a bunch of extra moons. Um, I definitely put that game in my top 10 of the year. Um, definitely not overcoming Horizon Zero Dawn as my game of the year, but it was good. It was really good. I, the thing that I, you know, was hoping that there was going to, I kept waiting for it to get better 
because so many people have spoken so much high praise about this game. I was like, okay, I'm waiting for this like wow moment to come and it never really happened. And that was disappointing. It was disappointing from the sense that I wanted there to be more uh, diverse types of gameplay. I wanted the boss fights to be more innovative. I wanted the narrative to maybe take an inkling of something different than what Mario has done for the last 25 years, um, 30 <laughs> years. Um, you know, so that to me was kind of a letdown. Does it mean it wasn't fun? It was fun. I thought the level designs were, were unique and quirky. I thought the polish was excellent. The music was beautiful. And, you know, it had that cute Mario whimsy and charm that all of Mario games have. You know, and th- that's great, but it is really just a collectathon, right? And like the whole idea is that you're just running around trying to get as many power moons as possible and had to figure out how to do it. Like I do like the idea of like some of the really difficult levels or puzzles and the sense of accomplishment you feel when you overcome them, like looking and seeing like where a moon is and being like, how do I get there? I need to figure out what I need to do in order to be able to execute this or walking into like a, like a warp pipe and getting into a level and going, Oh my gosh, this is actually going to be pretty challenging. There was a couple that I just like warped right back out. I was like, Nope, (laughs) nope, right out of there. And then I went back and was like, no, I'm going to play this level until I beat it because it's beatable and I'm going to beat it. And you know, that's a a testament to like a true platformer, right? You know, like they make it difficult to help make, give you a sense of accomplishment. And so I think it did a lot of things right, but it didn't do enough things right. And I was really hoping that there would be more innovation. And instead, it really just felt like a greatest hits of Mario. Um, I feel like that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, because it kind greatest of like hits. grabbed yeah. all of these different elements from various 3D Mario games over the last couple of decades. I like the throwback. Like I like, you know, seeing you know, Nintendo 64 Mario costume and kind of seeing the castle and the paintings. I was like, that's cool. You know, I like, you know, running into the same kinds of enemies, but mixing in a couple new things here and there. But I don't, I don't feel compelled to go back and play that game to find as many power moons as possible. I think it's definitely going to be a good travel game. Whenever I'm on an airplane, I'll be like, oh, I'll pick Mario up and grab a couple moons here and there. But I actually feel more compelled to go run around the world of Zelda more, which is a departure for me because I'm a diehard Mario fan. But um, it just, I don't know. It just the one weird thing. I wonder if that's because with Mario, it's like, you know what your goal is. And I feel like obviously the, the little worlds are so much smaller. It's like, I got to go find power moons. And then what? Maybe like I'm putting myself in your shoes. And I think Zelda would be more appealing because it's, you never know what you're going to find or what you're going to come across. Do you think that has something to do with it? Um, I think so. Um, I definitely think that Zelda has nailed that exploration element. And the difference between the exploration for me in Zelda and Mario is that I felt like there was a lot of exploration in Zelda that was didn't give me an immediate reward, but gave me like a long game reward. You, know, you would see an element on the map and you're like, there's something over there. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure there's something. I remember the first time I found one of the mazes on the map in Zelda, mm. and I like put a marker there, and I was like, that's very clearly a maze. 
you can tell from like the top down view. I was like, I guess I'm gonna have to run over there, um, and figure out what it is. And obviously it was a maze, mm-hmm. spoilers. Um, and in Mario, the exploration is rewarded in a different sense. Like, you can see different points on the map and you know that there's probably something over there, but what's over there might just be a couple of coins. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. You go over there, you grab the coins, you turn around, you go back. And so it's a, it's a, it's a different sense of satisfaction, you know, cause sometimes you would go to certain points on the map in Zelda and you wouldn't get anything but a great view (laughs) or maybe a Koroxy, like a single one. Um, But it was part of a more immersive world. Whereas in Mario, I don't know. Some of those worlds, I just wasn't, I didn't think they were very inspired. I felt like they were very much ripped from a previous Mario. While others, obviously like New Donk City was a highlight, you know, It it was really neat. It's ironic that the the world that people were super skeptical about ended up, I think, being one of the most exciting worlds in the game. Hmm. Um, regardless of the, the, the weird humanoids <laughs> that are in there. But, um, it was good. So I had, I had a lot of fun playing that. But, um, so I got back into Paragon and, but did you really get back into it? Well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what happened to like you? Didn't like the way that the new update was working. So you're right. I didn't like it. And I still, I still get mad because the balancing is still off. But what I've discovered and the reason why I liked that game in the first place is that I got the opportunity to reconnect with some of uh, the people that I played with, uh, that I haven't gotten to talk to because I saw that they were playing and I was like, all right, let's do this. And that's really why I play online multiplayer games for the most part is to like have that connection and to talk to people and to have that shared experience. And what I realized was like, I just need to figure it out. I just need to take some time and learn the gen system and learn the cards and learn it all over again and and try to find the fun in learning it. And when you have people that play with you that encourage you to experiment and to try new things and that aren't just focused on like we must win or we're not having a good time, then that makes the experience a lot better. And shout out to, to Khalif of spot on me podcast for being a great teacher and for being patient and for being a, a supportive teammate to always be like when we're in the lobby drafting and we'll be like, okay, who's going to pick what lane? Who's picking what hero? You know, he's always the first to be like, I'll fill, you pick who you want, who are you working on today? And that's really awesome to have on as a teammate. And I feel very fortunate that I get to play games with a gamer like that because I've certainly played with enough people who get really pissed at you if you, you know, if you drop the ball or if you don't get your last hits or if you don't win, you know, and that always sucks. That does suck. And I I usually end up not playing with those people very much anymore. Um, But, (laughs) but... Mm -mm. So I got back into it and I played a couple rounds and I like kind of rediscovered, you know, what I loved about that game. And I'm looking forward to trying some new builds and doing some studying and learning some of the new cards and seeing how it goes. But I did dip my toes into Arena of Valor from Tencent, which was a giant game in Asia, which is a an online mobile MOBA. Ooh. And um I'm going to be playing I'm going to 
test out some things. Um, their PR team reached out to me and was like, Hey, are you interested in checking out more of the game? And I was like, yes, I played like free a, currency. <laughs> I was like, please <laughs> give me all the unlocks. Um, so I'm waiting to hear back from them if they can help me out. But I played a couple, uh, a couple matches today with the free heroes that are available and I'm like, this could be bad for me. <laughs> so oh. you're enjoying it then. So yeah, so I had fun. It. I had fun in the first couple of matches. My biggest gripe about mobile games, which is a weird gripe to have, is that you need to be online to play. <laughs> I know it sounds weird to say. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't, you don't want to use all your data. <laughs> I know. I know. Like I have unlimited data, so I'm not worried oh, okay. about that. It's for me, it's like whenever I'm playing games on my phone, it's because I'm usually on a plane or on a bus or oh, or a train yeah. or I'm traveling somewhere. And I don't have access to my console. Um, and so I'm like, oh, I'll play something on my iPad or my phone. But if you have to be connected online to play like Hearthstone, um, then, then it kind of like takes the wind out of my sails, which is why the Switch is great. <laughs> but, um, I'm going to try that out and see how it goes. But, um, Steimer, you also have been playing one of my top 10 favorite games of the year from 2017, Assassin's Creed Origins. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like the opposite of Brittany and I like to play one game. Like I don't want to play a bunch of different things. It stresses me out to be honest. It stresses me like, the fuck I, out too, girlfriend. Let me tell you. I hate the fact that I like, I know that I have, like I have Hellblade that I have, like I have a whole bunch of things that I had to start to like get a taste of and then drop. Um, and I'm like, I don't like having that. It just like, like a creepy man standing behind my shoulder and I don't like it. So I just was like, you know what? I'm going to dive into Assassin's Creed. I don't know why it's creepy man. It's just a creepy man. My backlog it. is now a creepy man that stands behind me. <laughs> Good to know. And it's just judging you. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I got to kind of just like dive into Assassin's Creed the past few days and I've really been enjoying it. Although I will say one thing that's weird for me. So this didn't happen until I was like, uh, I'll say like level 15-ish in the game, so decently far into it. Andrea, I don't know if you've had this issue at all. Um, but the ear thing is happening again. It's pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> but the Xbox will have issues and the game will like freeze and then catch up and like fix itself. But obviously that's really annoying if it's mid-combat and you're like, huh. And then ten seconds later, you, it goes through. Oh, and it's, so it's like it's hitching, been, like for, like, but like then, like so it's stuttering. Yeah, it's not. It's straight up freezing. It and then it catches up, and it's like, do, 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 do. like it catches back up. Yeah. Oh. And I'm like, you're what playing is on X, just like a regular Xbox One, or an Xbox One S. It's an Xbox One X. X. Oh, you should definitely should not be having any problems with, with it then. This is yeah, a dumb question. I was really confused. Is it updated? Is everything updated? I think so. I sh- I'll I'll double check and see if they they've patched anything. That's but, weird. Um, yeah, generally yeah, those updates really are strange. automatic. So yeah, huh. I don't know. Anyway, that's the weird thing that's been happening to me occasionally now. And again, it only started happening when I got like decently far into the game. So I'm like, is it is the file too big? Like, is it oh, what's going on? Is this okay? Um, please don't crash my game because I like it a lot now, and I just really. <laughs> Oh, I want everything to be okay with it. Yeah, I, no, that's weird. I, I haven't, I didn't ever experience that, that issue at all. And I did find that the checkpointing system in that game is very good. It checkpoints you a lot. So yes, you can like God. walk away from it and you're, 
I never really had to do more than like a minute or two's worth of gameplay, which is excellent. Although sometimes like it respawns you in a weird spot or like, I'm like, wait, where am I now? Like it takes you a second. You're like, where'd you put me? Okay. (laughs) Now I know where I am. Um, because, uh, I sometimes go a little bit too balls out and I die. (laughs) Uh, you're like, I can do this. Wait, no, I can't. I can't do this. I can't do this. Shit, 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 shit. Horse, where are you? Shit. Yeah, it was, it was funny. She, I got, what about the apocalypse horse? Or, oh, no. good. The abyssal steed. He's the abyssal he's so steed. Great. Um, um, our horse of the year. So I'm running around on my fire horse and I'm like, have so cool. This game's so cool. <laughs> the I really like, of- um, the relationship with Bayek and Aya. Bayek. Bayek. The joke, the yeah. joke that didn't quite land. Um, I think it's great how no one reacts to the abyssal steed. No one says anything about the fact that you just are riding a horse that's on fire. I did um, murder a bunch of people on accident because, well, here's the thing. It actually wasn't me. It was the pathing of it the AI. It wasn't her, though. It was an accident, but she didn't do it. No, I no, I literally didn't do it because what I do anytime I get on a mount is I push the follow road and, like, go to the marker. and I st- And I just put the controller down. Like, I do not control... The horse. Wait, but the I've horse got a pro tip for you. runs over everyone in Alexandria. <laughs> There's a pro tip though. If you're gonna do the follow road, did you know that while you're following the road, you can use Senu? Uh no. You should I try no, it. I don't think I, don't think I pretty, tried. It's pretty great. So Wait, you, so you just keep moving and then you fly around that okay, I've just been like looking at my phone. <laughs> like I've just been like <laughs> Doing something else, like multitasking while I'm playing. I'm like, all right, I'm on the road to the thing. All right, I'll just like, you go ahead, horse. You got it. You know where you're going. Also, you murdered 10 people. So cool. Thanks for that. The game's real mad at me. Yeah, you're telling me. It's horse pretty cool, actually. It's not, it's not my fault. You're it's on your phone. Your horse automatically is like running going. over people. You're like, uh. I well, was actually it manslaughter because it was negligence. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> part of it wasn't. Part of it was mere curiosity. Part of it was probably second degree murder. Um, I <laughs> would just watch because once it happened once, I was like, "Wait, what? Like, really? Did my okay?" And so then I was like, "Wait, is this guy gonna get out? No, he didn't get out of the way. Okay, <laughs> he's whoops, he's been trampled. The medjay should protect the innocent." <laughs> Whenever I would try to step away and use follow road, I, I like some kind of animal would always try to kill me and it would pull, you know, it pulls you back in when you're, you know, not paying attention. Like the game, like kind of like takes you out of the auto run or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so I would never, I would never be able to actually use the follow road. Also like the horse would take like the really long way around. They really do. But I like the fact that I could put the controller down and go get a, snack or something i don't know yeah exactly all right time to go let's go but um i finally saved up so i the whole time i've been playing this game i have been waiting and waiting for this perk that they showed me once at e3 and i was like kitty so i finally last night got the animal taming perk you were very excited about that during our demo i remember that super Mm -hmm. excited and there was one bit that was very disappointing about it so i tamed a lion i went I sleep darted his ass. You were like, you're mine now. Uh, come with me, lion. You are my new friend. 
But then I fast traveled somewhere. <laughs> Mr. Lion does not come with you when you fast travel. <laughs> no, Mr. Lion. And I was like, but oh, shit. But now I am excited. I kind of want to run around and see, like, can I tame a hippo? What can I tame? Can I have a giant hippo, like, following me around? I, think I don't you know. I can tame anything but the alpha animals, right? I don't, yeah. <coughs> Theoretically. So I like the idea of Bayek, like, strolling into town with a fucking hippo. <laughs> just chilling behind him. Like, hey, man, what's up? All right. What's up with you? you? Know, I actually Would haven't over unlocked people? that yet. Right. Um, I left it. I was like, you know, I'm good. I don't, I don't need to unlock this. It's fine. Um, but now that you're talking about it, maybe I should go back and, and do it. Yes. I'm going to have, I have to go find another lion now, but then (laughs) I'm going to just like take my abyssal steed and my lion friend and we shall roam Egypt (laughs) together. The three stooges. Yes, exactly. We will fuck anybody up that comes our way. It will be great. I'm sure the lion will die. I'll have to get another one. That's okay. Um, there is an endless amount of lions in this game. But there uh, are, I, actually. What? No, you're right. There are. There's a lot. There's a lot of lions. And like, my whole thing was like, I didn't want to kill. I didn't want to kill any of the lions. I was like, you're so pretty and so cute, kitty. I don't want to, I don't want to fight you, but man, those lions really want to kill you. So you're kind of forced into it. Well, there's also the, uh, like the bandit bros in the sands that have the white lions that will kill you. So you have to kill them. And you're just like, but I want to tame you. Although I didn't have the, the ability then. I kind of wonder if you could tame technically like an enemy. Lion? An enemy lion? I don't see why Because I want the white lion because it's pretty. <laughs> Logic. <laughs> it's cool looking and I want it. So give me. Oh <laughs> give me the thing that I want. Yeah. Um, and then I texted Andrea last night about some stuff, but I don't, it's semi-spoilery, but like, not really. No, it's not, it's not spoilery because it's pretty much like, I mean, I would say relatively early in the game about, um, about playing as Aya and having the, the ship battle element in the game. Yeah. So my text to her was like, Oh my God, do we play as Aya now? Yay, 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 yay. And then two seconds later, I was like, no, I'm the fucking ship. (laughs) It's like, like what? No, I don't want to be the ship. I don't want to do ship combat. I really. Yeah, it was disappointing. I really liked that element in Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Like the ship battles were on like, on the high seas was really fun, but I don't think it was executed quite the way that I would have liked to see it executed here. Mm. Um, I certainly would have liked to see them diversify it a little bit more because it's pretty much like a straight ripoff of the combat, um, from previous Assassin's Creed games, which is, fine but it definitely feels like a little shoehorn in for the sake of it them wanting to give her a story arc she does get to do some cooler things later in the game which i won't spoil um but yeah the first couple of ship battles you're like this again i don't want to do it i like doing the regular things in assassin's creed more like just straight up murdering people is pretty fun in that game (laughs) So just like, straight up secret murder, murder is the best kind of murder. <laughs> um, but I think the thing that I've, I, why I've loved this game so much is, is something that Brit and I had talked about a while before and that it doesn't police you super hard, right? Like you can 
fuck up quote unquote and like yeah. you, you won't be like oh man this entire city wants me dead can't yeah. go here anymore uh or no, you're not just like walking around in the wilderness and people are like hey you over there yeah i've it, somehow spotted you from five miles away and i'm gonna come and get you and now. i was totally reminded of that frustrating mechanic in the freaking final fantasy 15 assassins creed festival because that's how it is it's like i feel like i just barely walk by someone and they're like you and then i gotta go hop in a haystack or a garbage bin or something but you're right in origins it's not that intense and it's like i can actually enjoy the game and i can mess up because i'm really bad at stealth i'm really bad at trying to blend in i'm just not good at it it takes away a lot of that pressure. So I'm happy with Everybody that. Everybody is bad at stealth, just so you know. Oh, I yeah, don't know. There's that always that no, moment. You just got to practice at it. But I did like how Steimer was like, oh, my gosh, the Falake, he's coming for me. He's level okay. 20 and I'm level 12. Um, and um, they are like super imposing, really scary enemies because they make this crazy noise. It's like, like horn on screen. It's weird. Yeah, it's a weird it noise. It is weird. It's um, very intense. Because they're, awesome. like, the, they're like, they're like, the Falakes are near. Um, also, I thought it was Phi Lakes forever. And then somebody said it in context it in a, in a cutscene. And I was like, oops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say that word. Um, so I just won't say it. Yeah, but yep. it is satisfying when you take down your first, um, Falake in a, in a, in a battle. Well, um, I'm level 20 now, so I can go back and kill that guy who was following me around when I was level 12. You can. It's more satisfying when you're a little bit higher level, but if you want like a challenge, then go for it. I, I mean, like, I was attacking I him like as a level 12. <laughs> so I was, I was like level 35 and I was like, mm, you're level 20. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, because so what happened, I didn't, you, cause, so I also texted Andrea about this. I was like, what is this bullshit? There's a level 20 guy after me now. I'm level 12. What? what? Um, because it's tied to a thing, um, in the, like one of the quests in the game. And so when you are around like level 12 ish, like these things will start to come after you. Um, and she's like, you know, you can just run away from them super easy. And I was like, Oh, Oh, <laughs> but I was, well, like, because they, they were going to the place I wanted to go. Like I had a, I had a thing in mind I wanted to do, but anytime I would try and like clear this fort out, um, this fucking guy would come and I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. Like it's too hard to do both of these things at once. I can't. I can't handle it. Time to get your um, revenge. Yeah. yeah. So now I can go back and be like, you, me, now you're dead. Yep. Bye. It's all With about sabotaging the braziers. Bye. You just got to sabotage them so no one can but light But nobody had lit it yet. At least in, in that one specific instance, nobody had lit it yet. I have been in other instances where somebody did and I was like, oh, great. Now, oh my God. So there was this one escort mission <laughs> that went really awry. Um, and so like you have to go rescue somebody from this super lockdown fort. I like snuck in through a back way. And, um, then, uh, as I, I had, as you mentioned, like the checkpoint is really good. So I kind of like got two thirds of the way through fucked up, died. I was like, damn it. But then I had the key still. And I was like, yes. All right. So just go get him out and so he's supposed to follow you out of this thing and then somebody lights the fucking fire and the how do you say it filate <laughs> filake wow. filake whatever the hell it is it was like hello and i was like ah, horse horse come here and so i just like <laughs> run away and the guy who i'm supposed to escort they're like your ally is down i'm like i don't care about him i gotta go um and so i'm just <laughs> running away but then eventually broke Oh, and then I, I learned, I, what I did is I lured a hippo over 
<laughs> so that the guards Smart. would be a little bit more distracted by the hippo. And then me and the guy like ran away and we were okay. But I was just like, oh, Jesus. I like how it's you very said stressful. he was like, hello. Like, is that really what he did? He came up and said, no. I, it, but there is the, that sort of music that comes with them. And it's like, boom, boom. That's Jaws. But, you know, it's a similar effect. Yeah. It's appropriately intimidating. Yes. yes. Oh, God. Indeed. And there's this big red angry like symbol over their heads. And you're like, oh, God. Yeah, it's like a face with horns on it. Mm -hmm. It looks super evil. But it points them out on the map, which is good. Um, Yes. But, yeah, yeah, I'm glad you're having a good time. I really like that game. I'm excited to go back and, and, and play more and... And, and do more because there's just like so many quests and there's like all the races at the hippodrome which i haven't really done now they have like the endless wave mode the horde mode in the that. arena which <laughs> i don't know if i'm gonna do or not but i haven't t- taken part in any of the events yet because i haven't been high enough level um but i'm i'm excited i really 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 enjoyed that game i thought it was great but what level did you finish at I'm currently at 37. Okay. So not quite done yet. There's still several oh, you areas finished on the, the campaign? Map. What was that? You haven't finished the campaign? I th- I think I have. Well, I feel like there's this one mission I did which felt like a definitive end. And I'm questioning now if I still have one more mission left to go or not. Mm. I need like a recap. Mi- like there's always that one mission after you do the main thing. Yeah, something like that. I need to. I should. I should have an answer for this. I should know. I should have you know seen the to credits. This. That's no, a good, that's a good point. I then, have not oh, seen credits. Then you are not done, my I'm young friend. <laughs> okay, I definitely have at least one more mission to go. Then this is a good point, Britt. Thanks. Um. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um. We will have um, more games to talk about next week. Uh, when Alexa Ray is back, I feel like we've got to do the Life is Strange Episode 3 spoiler cast, but she's yes. not here this reminds week. reminds me. I have to play it. So we will not do that this week, but if you forgot about that, we didn't. You still have time to play, so make sure you get on that. Uh, we're going to try to do it next week, and if not next week, then the week after, but be prepared for next week. But until then, we will have some other cool discussion for you coming up right after the break, so stick with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. This is the third segment of the What's the Game podcast. And this week, we decided to do a little bit of reader mail. As you may or may not know, you can email us at contact at whatsgoodgames.com if you ever have something that you are interested in us discussing on the podcast. Of course, no guarantees. We will look at your mail and we may get to it. We may not. If you want to be sure to have us discuss something, we have a fantastic WGG producer tier at patreon.com slash whatsgoodgames if you are so inclined. But we were uh, perusing through our reader mailbag, and thank you so much to everybody who writes into us. You could also write to us at facebook.com slash what's good games, on Twitter at what's good underscore games, um, or leave us a YouTube comment, youtube.com slash what's good games. This one comes from Kendall. Kendall says, Hi, what's good games? So lately, I, 
I've been creating goals when it comes to gaming. An example would be playing a Final Fantasy game for the first time, which I am currently trying to do with 15 and 9. Do you guys have any goals or bucket lists of sorts when it comes to gaming? Thank you for being an inspiration to a female gamer like myself. So, this is a really interesting question. And Kendall, thank you so much for for writing in. And I think it fits perfectly with a brand new year. We got people making resolutions, trying to change some things in their life. So let's talk about some some gaming goals, some gaming resolutions or bucket list items. Um I certainly know that there's a lot of stuff that I would like to do and franchises I would like to try. I'm trying to think of something that's a realistic goal. Do either of you have a realistic goal or are all of your goals like pie in the sky goals? I think something, it's not necessarily like a, like a goal goal, but, um, something that I want to feel more comfortable doing, uh, and I try, I actually did this last year, but it made me feel uncomfortable for a while. And that is um, leaving a game behind if you are not enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And so, for I didn't finish South Park, fractured but a little hole. Like, and that was the game I was so looking forward to and was so hyped about, and just kept playing and kept playing and was like, okay, like it's not bad, but it was just missing something for me. And eventually, I got to the point where I was like, I don't know if I'm having fun playing this. I feel like I'm mostly playing this because I feel like I should be having fun playing this. So I'm going to stop. And like, I haven't missed it. That's... I haven't missed it one bit. So I think yeah. that's saying something. Um, and so I want to try and, and be a little bit more okay with that. Cause I'm definitely somebody who, when I start something, I want to finish it. Uh, even if I don't like it very much, usually I'll just put it on like baby ass baby mode and blast through it just so I can say that I've completed the thing. But I guess I, need to remind myself that it's not always necessary. And if you've played enough of it and you're not having a good time, there's just so many other things that you can do with said time that you should stop. No, it's, it's true. Uh, That reminds me, I didn't talk about this in our hands-on section, but I sunk about maybe 10 to 12 hours into a game on the switch as well called an Epic and uh, Metroidvania uh, 2d, you know, it's really cute, really charming. But after I got 50% done, I was like, ah, uh, it's like, I like it, but I'm not having as much fun with it as I was the first 50%. And it feels me feel like you're leaving a task unfinished. And it makes you feel like I need to finish this. But it's like, no, you don't. It's fine. Um, so I totally agree with that one, Simer. That's a really good one. I think for me, and this sounds kind of weird because like, you know, I'm a co-host on a video game podcast. One of my goals for 2018 is to set aside more time for video games And what I mean by that is uh, we get so caught up with like email or social media or so many other online things that before I know it, you know, it's like seven o'clock. Like I haven't eaten like hardly anything all day. And I'm like, I should probably eat. And then I just want to veg. And then I'm like, when am I going to put in time for video games? So one of my goals is to wake up earlier, like at least by like seven, which is like really early for me. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm Since I've been self-employed to work from home, I've gotten in the terrible habit of like getting up around like eight or 830 every morning and it's bad. But I tell myself, I'm like, you know, if I get up by seven, that's a, an extra like hour and a half I could have for a game. And that adds, adds up after a while. So that's one of my goals as well is to just try to like set the phone down a little more and spend more time doing what I love. This uh playing all these games this past like holiday break was really like an eye opener for me. It's like, oh, this is really fun. And I forgot how much gaming relaxes me. And we don't when I don't allow myself to do that, 
I, I realize I'm much more like uptight and wound up and it's really important for my sanity. So that's one of my major goals. The game I want to freaking get to is Horizon Zero Dawn because goddamn. <laughs> I you didn't know this at all over break at all like not even a little bit not even a little bit and this is one of this is like an issue a known brit issue it's like i know i've put maybe like 10 to 12 hours of horizon in i'm not willing to pick up where i left off because i know i've forgotten some story elements so i know i have to start over you i know don't, i don't have though. to you don't come on brit <laughs> I know. Why don't you just like, um, like watch like a YouTube recap or something? Like you could probably watch the beginning cutscenes again. Yeah, I know, I know. It, it's I need to get over it, but that's like another issue. Maybe that's another goal of mine. It's like it's okay to pick up a game where you left off. You don't have to sink in the hours you've already put into it. Yeah. Well, it can be, but no, I totally hear you, Britt, because um, that's happened to me with some other games where you've put it down for so long and then you try and get back into it. And you're like, I don't remember how to play this. I don't remember how to do anything. And then you don't really want to play it anymore because you yeah. don't, it's not coming to you as naturally and yeah. we don't really like things we aren't good at. So if you're just sucking it up on this Word. game, you're like, oh. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not fun, but so, but I do like, I do want you to, I know it's the number one game. I promise. Promise. You're going to love it. Trust me. I know. Um, one of my gaming goals, uh, much like Brit, uh, to certainly make more time to play more. We certainly get caught up in like running, running the business and not actually doing the business. <laughs> um, is, um, for me is finishing more games. Uh, there are a lot of games out there from 2017 that I didn't get to that a lot of people talked about as being great because I got, I stayed with the games that I like and that I love. I certainly played like a lot of games in, in 2017, of course, but I could play more. I remember being a guest on total biscuits podcast earlier this year and hearing him and, and Dodger and Jesse talk about games on the co-optional podcast. I was just like, man, these guys really do play like a substantially like larger library of games. than I am accustomed to having the time to play, but they don't have more hours in their day. They just use it differently than I do. And right. I certainly would like to spend time playing more indie games and doing and kind of diversifying the portfolio of games that I play. Um, I told Alexa and I'm sticking to my guns that I would play a Final Fantasy game this year. Um, and so I, I will play Final Fantasy IX, so oh. as as recommended by her and Britt to play. So that's going to happen. So that's on my gaming goals for uh, 2018 is to finish Final Fantasy IX. How many hours do you think that's going to take me? A, a lot. A lot. Yeah. When you say a lot, are we talking like 50, 75? Less? I would say, yeah, about 50 to 80 hours. Is there a difficulty ramp? Can I put it on easy? We'll go There's faster. no easy. It's a, it's turn-based, so it's as easy as much as you want to grind, if that makes sense. I don't like want to grind, though. There's some, no, 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 no. There's some really, really good grinding spots. We can get you to, like, try, girl, <laughs> I, I, I know these places like the back of my head. I got you. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it, well, I'm went... thinking of Brit's Muppet song where she's like, Ain't nothing wrong with a little Muppet Hell yeah. It was like weird voice. and all. That just made me think of that. No, no, no. It's, it's good. It's a good Muppet voice. Uh, Yeah, so there's some really easy grindings. If you really want to get like cheatful, we can break out. I can bring over my old Game Shark, my old action replay. Do you still we... have it? Oh, fuck yeah, man. I have all that stuff. I have she's my a hoarder. Game. Of course have... she does. Ah! 
I'm a collector. I have my game genie. <laughs> Collecting is just hoarding, but more neat. <sighs> I'm going to punch you through this monitor, girlfriend. No, it's okay. I love you. It's true. I speak no, I'm not truth. denying it. It's true. I've cut back. I'm proud of myself. Um, but seriously, this, like, you know, that's it, cutting it, back. What? No, no, no. Late, lately, I've cut back. Let's just hold, hold our titties here. It's, it's okay. I'm doing better. I'm doing better. Okay. <laughs> Holding them. Um, but if it gets, if you, if you, if you're not into the turn based battle, if it gets a little too much, which I personally think is very rewarding, um, we, we can get you up there. It's fine. Okay. Wait a minute. Okay, with the, sorry. With the new, cause the new re-releases, I think they included things in the game that you can skip a lot of the random battle. That's right. They put in a new uh, mechanic. Yeah. Was that Final Fantasy IX though? I think so. Yeah. 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 It's coming back to me now. I'm thinking of like PlayStation Final Fantasy IX. It's all coming back to me now. Um, there were moments of gold. <laughs> Do you guys remember Celine Dion? Yeah. Let's totally. Keep going. Yeah. Keep okay. saying. <laughs> I'm trying to look at these, these cool things. Yes, I, I looked up the story as well about the, the PS4 release, but, um, I don't have the details on the port, but, yeah. um, I believe you. Um, Brett, do you have, or Steimer, do you have any other gaming goals for 2018? I Mine's the opposite of both of yours. You go on, you go on through bad stuff. Because when, Brittany, when you started, you're like, I know we have a video game podcast, but I thought you were going to do the thing that I'm about to do, which is to say, I'm actually going to play less video games <laughs> and do other things. But like, I think what I need to do is basically just schedule my time better. So they're like, mm-hmm. here is the dedicated gaming time. But I also feel like I want to read more books. I want to um like solve puzzles in the evening or like relearn how to play my flute from high school, figure that shit out. So, like, there's other things that I want to make sure that I'm rounding out my life with so sure. that video games are not the only thing that I do. No, that's totally fair. I think that's that's healthy. Um, Yeah, there. sorry, going back to Final Fantasy IX, there are certain codes and cheats you can implement where you can do, like, 9,999 damage per attack. So Ooh. you'll be fine. The grinding will not be an issue. Um, I would say another goal of mine, and you ladies will laugh at me, uh, is to probably play and finish a, like a super nintendo game that i never got around to um don't know no i feel like one. do you have any on the snes classic yeah like the there's oh god what, what final fantasy game is on the snes classic but like the final fantasy games the my first final fantasy game was final fantasy 7 i played 7 8 9 10 and onward but um i haven't played any of the ones like the older ones on the super nintendo so to me that's something you I know what do. i will join you in that and i will play earthbound oh yes please so i can finally like nerd out with you and i would gold farm. love that <laughs> no, that would be really really fun but yeah i see that look andrea i see it it's just like complacency it's just like okay no <laughs> I don't know. here's the thing there's nothing wrong with going back and playing classics i think it's important for video game education and i myself could benefit from playing uh more you know, classics in, you know, the, the library of like the best video games of all time. However, there's just so many new amazing games that are being released currently that it's hard for me to justify making time to go backwards when I don't make time for the things that are currently out now, you know, so, um, I definitely want to, you know, invest some time, at least dipping my toes into some genres that I don't really spend a lot of time in. 
um, and really kind of looking at some games or some developers specifically, like studios that make a specific type of game that I don't really play a lot of. Um, and really kind of like taking a look at what those, what those games are and, 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 and really just finishing more. I would really like to make a goal for myself to finish at least two games a month for 2018 for a total of 24 games. That doesn't seem like very much when you think about it. Cause my friend Ray Carcillo finished 89 games in 2017. <laughs> um, Damn. he is a reviews editor, so he has, he has to play a lot of games and he has sure. dedicated time to play a lot more games because it's like a very substantial part of his job over at EGM. But I feel like if I can get even like a third of that, then I'm, I'm, I'm doing better. And I hope I can at the end of this year, at this time in 2019, when we're on like what episode 70 of this show or whatever, um, or it'll be more than that by then. Yeah. It'll be like episode a hundred almost. Yeah. I'll have to work it out. God. Um, that I'll be able to say that I crushed my goal, that I beat, you know, so many more games than that. But I'm going to, I'm willing to commit to that, to commit to finishing two games a month every month for 2018 goal goal set that's a good no that's a great goal it gets it gets tricky when you have these big open world games though right where it's like every game Mm -hmm. requires so many hours but that's a good goal too because it might force you to play some indies and smaller titles that you might not normally get around to you're like man i need a four-hour game because i just played something that was 80 hours (laughs) (laughs) let's go to the indie catalog what you got for me well it's like the games as services is really what's throwing me off because so many of these tentpole titles are turning into these live service games that kind of continue to draw you back like me still playing destiny 2 and me wanting to get back into rainbow six siege and you know playing paragon and going to you know take a take a look at another moba and seeing all these games do this it's it's tough because you want to keep experiencing the new content and the franchises that you love but not everything can be a live service game because you can't maintain relationships and and experiences and really like you can't continue to progress in live service games, if you don't actively play all the time, the community will leave you behind, you know? It's frustrating. Yes. Um, but is there a specific type of game that you haven't played or a franchise that you haven't played that has something new coming out next year that you're looking forward to putting on your kind of like to-do list? I don't know if Far Cry 5 counts because I already know I'm excited for it, but this is like the Far Cry 5 I think I'm going to finally play more than like 10 to 15 hours of and i'm really looking so you've never finished a far cry nope so maybe that's your goal is to finish far a far cry there we go that's a good goal that'll be a fun easy goal because i'm already like super excited for far cry 5 i would encourage you ladies to play some horror titles maybe resident evil 7 just try it i'm, I'm good well it made a lot I'll of only top play with list. you <laughs> i'll play it with you i'll keep my eyes open during all the scary moments and i'll tell you what's <laughs> scream happening scream at it <laughs> Yeah, it happens. Uh, Simer, is there another type of game or a franchise that you haven't tried that you would be willing to go out on a limb and give a shot? I feel like I'm fairly well-rounded. Like, I have, I'm trying to think of a genre that I haven't tried. And I... What about Monster Hunter? Have you tried that? Is that a genre? Well, no, not a genre. I mean, sorry. Like, it's, it's a title, franchise. Like, you, you know, franchise. Yeah. Um, I think I've only, like, 
dipped my toe in the Monster Hunter waters. Um, I mean, I'll play it because it, if it's something co-op, like I'm more than yeah. happy to play with you guys. But uh, the thing that came to my mind, and it's not the genre, I've, I've played these genres before, but I missed the first Nino Kuni. So ah. I'm super excited to like get another shot at playing a new updated shiny That's awesome. version. Yay. Yeah. That'll be a fun one. I also did not play the first Nino Kuni. Um, I have to admit, wasn't really drawn or interested in playing Nino Kuni too. <laughs> but um, I'm probably going to, you know, take a look at it, try it out, see how it goes. Don't know if I'll finish it, but I'll try it. There you go. Give it a whirl. It's all about trying new things in 2018, you see. You try the things. If you don't like them, you follow my rule, which is to drop it like a hot potato, and then you just keep moving on. <laughs> Yep. I just like to shoot stuff. It's a it's a problem. You but, know, I, I yeah, play video games because I'm like I just want to like like escape and feel powerful for a little while and then mm-hmm. and then be done. It's fair. I don't always need like a really deep and engrossing story with lots of strategy. I feel like that's been like my big hang up with a lot of JRPGs is that a lot of the storylines I'm just like I this is there's too much happening and I don't understand and you need like a chart yeah, <laughs> to figure and then, out like, what's the going on the combat is all like there's all these different systems working and you have to like know how this element affects this type of combat and then this person has this many hit points and you have these many health points and you have to like keep track of it all and I know some people love that about JRPGs and that's why that genre is so popular and people are like I love that it has a lot of stuff going on it makes me feel like I'm my brain working while I'm playing, but I'm like, nah, nah, dog, I want to just kind of zone out. <laughs> no, that's a totally fair point because, I mean, I've, I never forget, like, one of my proudest moments in gaming was when I was, like, 19 and I had to go to work the next day and I stayed up to, like, 4 in the morning partaking in, like, a three-hour-long boss battle in Enchanted Arms on the Xbox 360 because you had to manage all of your hit points and you had to know when to heal and when you could attack and you had to learn the patterns and I personally love that, but just lately, um, maybe that's another goal is to try to get into more JRPGs. Like that is like my bread and butter. It's just the games are typically so long. I haven't been able to really dedicate except for Divinity Original Sin 2, but that's not a JRPG. Uh, you know, I would love to get back into JRPGs like Nino Kuni 2. I want to do, um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which came out last year. There's just so many, but it's so daunting. But yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, and stuff. games are just getting the thing that just makes me not nervous, but feel a little queasy is like I know how like everybody's padding their games out, everybody wants their games to be longer experiences so that you don't trade it in, and I under I completely understand. But for people like us, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, too many like, games. Please, 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 just give me like a good 8-hour experience and I'll be fine with that. Yep. Exactly. Well, these are some good goals. I'm proud of us. I think that we'll be able to to stick to these mostly and we'll be able to keep ourselves honest. Um, we can do a check-in on these goals uh, in the summer in July and, and be like, how, how are we doing on our, on our goals? If we need to readjust, if we need to make more goals or different goals, we can kind of play that by ear. We have to get uh, Alexa Ray's goals uh, for 2018, but um, thanks for writing in, Kendall, and for letting us know that what, what your goals are. She mentioned that she wants to um, 
that she's been eyeing Okami and Resident Evil. Um, I also have never finished a Resident Evil game, so maybe I will check out Seven. We can all play together. We can Yay. pass the controller. Girl, if you play um, Final Fantasy IX and Resident Evil in the same year, I might have to marry your ass. Like, that is... Mm. You're both married, so that's so, not legal. It's fine. Don't, Simon, don't complicate <laughs> things. It's fine. <laughs> the boys can bro out. They'll have a good time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but thank you so much for writing in. Let us know if, if you guys are listening or watching, if you have specific goals. Maybe we can be inspired by your goals. You can uh, leave us a comment on this video um, on YouTube or the variety of podcast services that it is available on, on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash what's good games. Um, of course, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, all of the places where you can interact with us. Um, like I mentioned at the top of the show, we are going to be changing a few things um, with Patreon. But before we announce any of that, uh, we would like to hear your feedback. We know that we haven't quite made it to our, obviously, to our year anniversary. I don't think we need to wait until then to, you know, potentially do some revamping on things that you guys have been asking for. We have gotten feedback from you guys in the past, and we are very appreciative of that. But considering, you know, the Patreon shakeup that happened um, last month, we, you know, are still figuring out ways to try to recover some of the people that we lost, unfortunately. Um and we would like to hear what you think. If you are a listener or a viewer of this show and you're not part of our Patreon community um, and there's something that you wish that we offered that would entice you to be part of our, that community, we would love to hear what that is. Um, and maybe we could accomplish that together. If you're like, hey, you know, like I would like to support you guys, but – you don't do this one thing that I was, I really like in another show that I watch or a, a show that you support. Uh, let us know. Email us at contact at what's good games.com and, uh, let's have a dialogue about it. We'd love to hear from you. Um, ladies, any parting thoughts? Love you. Happy 2018. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Insert like oh, 10 times more. I don't enthusiasm. know, mom. Why did you call on me? <laughs> I had to fill in the awkward silence. So I, I seriously thank you all. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, have a fantastic weekend. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.